Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, the four-hour school day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. I hope you'll check those books out. You can do that at DorendaWilson.com. You can also find them on Amazon and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I'm also leaving a link in the show notes so you can see the places that I am speaking in 2023. I would love to be able to meet you in person. My next event is in Boston, Massachusetts, the end of April. So I hope you will check that event out if you're in that area. Again, I would love to meet you in person. Today, I'm going to be talking about, um, well, really just sharing a few thoughts on our kids' friendships. But before I do that, I know that uh, math can be a struggle for many a homeschooling mom. I know that it was for me off and on over the years. So maybe, uh, especially as we're starting to think about next school year, maybe you're looking for a new math curriculum. Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Creative graphics and animations synchronized with the friendly voice of internationally acclaimed teacher Pat Murray make learning math easy and effective. CTC Math is also favorably reviewed by Kathy Duffy's 103 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your child break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. And I will be leaving a link for that in the show notes as well. Well, I received this message from a mom recently. She said, thank you again and again for all your podcasts, books, and everyday faithfulness to God. Could you share an episode on relationships, friendships, boundaries? How much outside of the home time with others? Praying for personal conviction, thank you. Well, you know, I love the fact that she added that at the very end, praying for personal conviction, because obviously she knows I'm not the mom of her kids, and it would be difficult for me to say, oh, it needs to be this much time every week, or it can't be over this much time. Um, But I can share some things that might help you sort of figure that out and discern that for your own family. Again, I'm always encouraging moms, listen to that mom gut that God has given you. So really what that is, is the Holy Spirit giving you specific wisdom as a mom to your specific children. Because we know that when it comes to friendships, there's there's many different seasons when it comes to friendships. But I think it's important as we're considering our children's friendships to look to the scripture. What does the scripture have to say about friendships? Well, Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 and 10 say this, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 
Job 6 verse 14 says, Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Proverbs 16 28 says, A perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. Proverbs 18.24 says one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 27.9 says perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. John 15 verse 13 says greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of of adversity. Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So these aren't all the verses that are in the Bible on friendship, but you get the idea. A friend, friendships are important. They are helpful. Um, And I think as we're reading through those verses, we need to ask ourselves, well, what is the purpose of friendship? So just from the verses we've read, we can see that the purpose of friendship would be companionship, Uh, good counsel, uh, mutual support and encouragement. So these are the things that God's word says we can find or should find in friendships. So again, this can be a really great boundary setter right there because if if these things aren't happening, then maybe it's a friendship that isn't actually a God-given friendship. And so moms, I know that sometimes we can even end up in friendships that are absolutely draining and we somehow feel like we need to continue for whatever reason. Um, And sometimes God calls us to a certain type of ministry with someone who is in need, but I don't believe that that is a long-term thing. Um, especially if it is costing you and your family life. Um, That is something that I think we need to consider. We need to, um, I often will go to my husband and say, well, what do you think about this? Should I continue this relationship or what kind of boundaries should I put on this relationship? And so those are the things we do as adults when it comes to adult relationships. But today we're talking about our kids' friendships, okay? And I do think that they can find companionship and they can find good counsel and mutual support and encouragement, especially the older they get. But as I'm reading this, I'm realizing that true friendship in terms of like the deeper biblical way, uh, biblical friendships really happen as we get more mature. And so, you know, one thing that I've always tried to keep in mind is that when it comes to friendships for our kids, they are a good thing but they are not necessarily something they absolutely have to have, um, especially if they have siblings at home. Because 
honestly, I believe that the the family takes priority over friendships. I believe that God has established the family as a pillar of society. It is a very important institution that he has put together and told us to prioritize as, you know, as we read throughout scripture. Um, There's lots of uh, instruction when it comes to family because God did establish it as sort of a as a main pillar of society and a pillar of the church. So I think that when it comes to maybe our younger children, even our older children, obviously, struggle if they're struggling to find friendships, there's something we need to bear in mind. We need to bear in mind that God is sovereign over our lives. And we could just be in a season where God is calling us to really— um, work on the cohesiveness of our family and work on those nurturing, those sibling relationships. But obviously we can pray over it if we feel like it's a need and uh, maybe our children feel like it's a need. We pray with them and ask the Lord to bring the right friends at the right time. And in the meantime, we are going to nurture and turn to those sibling relationships and really, really um, nurture those. One little side note, I do want to say, if you have littles that are, you know, got uh, kindergarten and under, uh, mainly under kindergarten, probably under five, you, it's important for you to know that um, developmentally, uh, that age bracket tends to do what they call parallel play. This is a natural and normal thing for them to do developmentally at this stage. So trying to force them to interact, um, I think is counterproductive. Um, parallel play is just part of that natural development at that particular time. Because I know sometimes parents, uh, they begin homeschooling or they're heading towards homeschooling and they think, oh my goodness, we need to make sure that they're socialized and they really really intently try to force their kids to socialize because they're fearful that they're not going to get enough socialization from homeschooling. Okay, so let's kick that to the curb. Your children get the right amount of socialization um, for the most part, pretty much from being with you, from you going to the store with them, the library, you're showing them what does it look like to interact with people. And eventually they pick up on that and they begin to do that themselves. But in those very early years, it is not unusual or out of line for them to simply engage in parallel play with an occasional interaction. So I just want to make that note to those of you who have littles and maybe didn't realize that. So we're talking about... um, If your child is struggling to find friendships, we're going to trust God that he's going to bring them at the right time. Here is something that often happens, and I think this is something that goes on particularly in our culture, that we idolize friendships and we tend to prioritize them sometimes over family life. And I think this is backwards biblically. We need to recognize the family as the priority and work out from there. Um, So if there are no friends right now, it is safe to assume that that is what God has for your family in the moment. And teaching our children and ourselves to find contentment in where God has placed us in this moment of time um, is a really important lesson, both for us to practice and walk out this discipline, but also to teach our kids. And so that might be what God is calling you to at the moment. 
because I believe that first and foremost, our children need to grow in their friendships with their siblings. Now, I would tell my kids all the time, friends come and go, but siblings are a unique and lifetime relationship. So we want to nurture those by encouraging our kids to treat each other like they would treat their friends. There were times that my kids would just be kind of downright mean to each other, disrespectful, dishonoring to one another. And I would look at them and say, would you treat your friend that way? And I I would name a specific friend that I knew they were very good friends with. And they would look at me kind of horrified and say, no, I would never do that. Then don't do that to your brother. So I have a a podcast series. It's a three-part series on nurturing sibling relationships. And I'm going to put all three of those episode links in the show notes, um, because I think it's really important for us to grasp the importance of nurturing sibling relationships. And so the three episodes are the importance of nurturing sibling relationships, ways to nurture sibling relationships, and ways to nurture sibling relationships through conflict. So at one point, when most of our kids were adults, I asked um, the five oldest who were out of the house at the time, Um, this question. I said, out of all the things that your dad and I did throughout the years to nurture your sibling relationships and help you be more cohesive, um, what was the most effective thing? What, What just jumps right to your mind right away? All five of them said the exact same thing. Being in a confined space with limited access to friends and devices is what bonded us together the most. Now, I know that sounds terrible. Um, They did have friends and we did get together with other families. And I think this is something we need to recognize. As homeschooling families, we do not need to match up an age-appropriate friend for each of our children. Do not put yourself under that pressure. Trust the Lord to bring the interactions that he wants. The beauty of homeschooling is that our kids need to interact on a regular basis with kids that are not their age. They're either younger or older. And so, I mean, that can be a desire of the heart. It can be something we pray for. But what we typically did was get together with families and some of the kids were our kids' ages and some were not. And we just got together as the Lord led and trusted God to do the work that only he can do and to prepare our kids for life. And he did exactly that. And so, like I said, our kids did get together with friends. Um, you know, when they got a little older, a lot of times there would be a specific friend that they really uh bonded with, and we would encourage that time together, especially if we really knew the family well. Um, But most of the time throughout our kids' growing up years, our kids were working and playing alongside and with each other. This is something we really do need to prioritize as a homeschooling family. Because as they're doing that, they are, um, you know, as they're living life alongside of each other, they're also overcoming obstacles together. And that is absolutely key when it comes to people bonding. Um, I don't know if you guys remember back uh, years ago, there was an airplane that landed, had to land on the river in Washington, D.C. And because some, a flock of birds flew through the engine, anyway, they had to quote unquote crash land on the water. And this was years and years and years ago. And last I heard, 
all of the, they all survived, but all those people get together every year to celebrate. And, and it's partly because they overcame an obstacle together. They went through something difficult together and it bonded them for life. And so as our kids are living alongside of each other and yes, going through sibling conflict, and all of that, they're, and overcoming that, they are actually becoming more and more bonded. And so what can end up happening is it can be very easy for us to let our kids play with the neighbor kids or with their friends because it's just easier, right? It's easier on them, it's easier on us. But at the end of the day, it's not always the best thing for our kids. Uh, I think it's important to, um, recognize, again, that family needs to be a priority. And I would always ask myself when my kids wanted to get together with other kids, have they have my kids spent enough time together? Or is this starting to become a thing where they're just not together um, because it's easier to be with friends? And I told them, you know, along the way, I said, the hardest place to do the right thing and to grow these relationships is at home because we love each other. We sometimes take each other for granted. And so it is a lot more work sometimes to continue to nurture those relationships, but it is a worthwhile investment and absolutely worth the time and effort. Now, fast forward, all of our kids feel very, very bonded and they will always, always be there for each other. And so my husband and I have this confidence that if anything ever happened to us, they would take care of each other. Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. And that's what we want. We want our kids to have those lifelong friendships. Now, when it comes to friendships, sometimes our kids need help in choosing good friends. And so this is an opportunity to help them grow in wisdom and discernment. We have so many opportunities along the way to help our kids grow in wisdom. This is just one of them. So I think that one of the best things we can do is use the Proverbs, um, the book of Proverbs, as our measuring stick to help our children choose their friends. I will list the... the um, verses that I read earlier, but most of them were found in Proverbs. Proverbs is just such a practical, practical book, but it's a great place to find um, sort of the the boundaries or the standards that you would want to have when it comes to choosing a friend. And now again, when our kids first meet someone, it can take a little while uh, for them to get to know each other and for us to get to know them. But parents need to be watching carefully to see if their child's behavior changes after spending time with those specific kids. So again, it is easier to often to let them play with kids, other kids outside the family, rather than doing, um, you know, in encouraging them to play with their siblings. And so um, I, I, I want to say this one more thing about, uh, about when it comes to nurturing sibling relationships. We need to steward wisely and put boundaries on our kids' time playing with other kids to make sure that they're spending time together as siblings. We want them to understand that this is absolutely worth the effort. And we're not going to let friendships and playdates control our priorities as a family. So some of the things we can think about are, um, you know, when our kids are asking to play with their friends or 
ask to get together with someone else. Let's ask ourselves what our priorities are as a family and will the request interfere with those priorities? Now, maybe we're willing to make a compromise for a specific reason, like a special occasion, uh, a birthday or something like that. But I think it's super important for us to make sure that we're stepping back and thinking through um, and just regularly asking ourselves, are my kids playing together enough? Are they maybe spending too much time with other kids and not enough time together? I think that's a reasonable question to to ask ourselves on a regular basis, um, especially if we find ourselves in a situation where our kids are getting asked to play a lot. So another thing we need to think about, um, especially if we're, our children are just getting to know another child Will our child be at their friend's house without us? And we need to ask ourselves if we know this family well enough to be confident that nothing hinky is going to be going on. Do you know both parents very, very well? Um, Could there potentially be any extended family or friends stopping by? Because these are the kinds of situations that can end up being um, really... uh, potential scenarios for um, sexual abuse um, and things like that. So we really, really do want to be careful. So I know some parents may think, well, that's uh, pretty, pretty intense. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like it's important for us to remember that our job is to protect our children, not to please other people and not even to please our children. I look at our children growing up as though they're a little seed in a greenhouse, right? The environment is pretty well controlled in order for that little seed to get a really good start. And it takes time and it takes nurturing and a lot of protection, a lot of watching over that seed as it sprouts and begins to get bigger and bigger. And eventually, you know, we're going to be setting that plant, that start, it gets strong enough that we can set it outside in the elements here and there and test the waters and see, um, you know, and just see how they do. But initially at the very beginning, especially when it comes to um, going to other people's houses, I think we need to be very, very careful. And any other parent out there who is on the same page is not going to be upset with you for that. And if they are, you know, you have got to do what God is calling you to do. And your first priority and your first loyalty is to your children. And so we need to protect our kids very, very well. And then, like I said, later on, we are going to put them out in the elements for short periods of time and see how they do. And eventually they'll be ready to be planted in the garden. So in other words, the arrow being ready to launch out into the world. But that is a process. In the meantime, it is our job to follow the Lord's lead to protect our kids. I have a podcast episode on help for parents protecting your children from sexual abuse because I know that is something that we all are concerned about. And um, there's some great tools that the guest on that podcast gives us. Um, We talk together and I think you'll really enjoy that particular episode. And because of the potential in these situations, I want to stop for just a minute and explain how we handled sleepovers because sleepovers are very popular. 
with, you know, with, with friends and they're fun. And a lot of people have good memories with those. We need to be very, very, very careful. So we just made it a rule that our kids did not sleep over for I think they were well into there. I think they were in their teens before we finally said yes to some sleepovers as they got older. Again, it's just putting them out there and allowing that situation, but only if we absolutely were confident in who was going to be there and the parents and their discernment, their walk with the Lord. Um, I know that sounds, maybe sounds extreme to some people, but it has really, really benefited our children in terms of not putting them in situations that would be compromising. So that is how we handled it. That is how we felt like the Lord was wanting us to handle it. You know, you follow the Lord's lead, but I I feel like being a little bit overprotective would be better than being underprotective. So I just wanted to explain that because I know that a lot of times parents are, are hit with that issue and you really need to have a plan in place. So over all of the things that I just talked about, I would love for you to discuss them with your husband and come up with some parameters and some boundaries, especially when it comes to sleepovers, um, because I think that's important for you to be on the same page and the kids to know this is what we're doing and this is what we're not doing. And, you know, sometimes they're not going to like it and that's okay. But again, as they get older, we can revisit those things and um, come up with a new plan. And uh, so I hope uh, I hope some of these things were helpful. Obviously, this wasn't an exhaustive um study on friendships, but uh, hopefully you found some things to tuck in your hat and things that are helpful uh, when it comes to your kids' friendships. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for giving us this time together. I pray for every mom listening that you would give her wisdom and clear direction. I pray that as she um, goes about her day, that you would bring back to mind the things that have been said today that would be helpful, the things that uh, you want her to remember and possibly implement. I pray your blessing over every family represented here. I pray for your protection. I pray for good friendships for every child represented here and every mom represented here. And pray for wisdom and discernment in those friendships. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want to homeschool, but you're worried about your child's socialization? Classical Conversations believes education is best experienced together. That's why Classical Conversations provides homeschool families with local communities for opportunities for socialization, support, and encouragement. In community, a trained licensed director guides both students and parents alike through a proven Christ-centered curriculum rooted in the classical model. To find a Classical Conversations community near you, visit classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. I will leave a link in the show notes.